I'm here with Paul Revstal, the director of the movie Dogma the Button, that just had a full house screening at the opening of the Baltic Sea Documentary Film Fest. And uh, this is probably a question that has been asked to you a million times, but I guess it is crucial for, for starting this conversation. What is it that drives you to cover these insurgent stories uh, for more than 30 years already? Well, it's uh, how I started. I mean, it's, it's a kind of habit now, uh, but it... Uh I think originally I wanted to go with the underdog, you know, the, the weak part in a war. Uh, and now, I mean, after 30 plus years going with the rebel groups, I, I am very concerned about the way they are portrayed in the media. You know, they are portrayed according to how they fit into our uh, agenda, so to say. I mean, if we like the agenda, we call them freedom fighters and if we hate their agenda we call them terrorists so uh, what i'm trying now is um, is more to show uh, groups that we are uh, regarding as enemy i want to show their daily life and i want to show in a way their human side your story about al-Qaeda asking you to send a CV and a motivation letter is something that would make probably most of our listeners shake their heads in disbelief. I mean, what do you write in a motivation letter to al-Qaeda and how do you get them to, to allow you to film these suicide bombers? Yeah, I was actually hanging around in the rebel-controlled area of Syria for months before I, they asked me to write an application, like a job application, you know, with the CV and references, etc., etc. Uh, one of the reasons why they accepted me was because Al-Qaeda Central, I mean the Al-Qaeda in Pakistan, at one point they have seen my film about the Taliban, where I do basically the same thing. I just show the everyday life and they they were surprised uh, kind of happy that you know at one of these uh, let's say sister organization of them are treated uh, fairly in in a film so that's i guess that was the reason why they accepted me that i'm on the al qaeda good list so to say is that a flattering thing for a filmmaker to be on al qaeda's good list well, I, I don't, I don't uh, have any problems with that. I mean, if it's for the right reason. And I think uh, they are so desperate to have someone, you know, give them, uh, you know, a kind of objective treatment because they are always used to be editorialized, uh, condemned, so to say, in news reports. So I think anyone who would just kind of, uh, you know, try to be objective with them, uh, they are happy to accept. It's interesting that this year's um, theme of the Baltic uh, Sea Documentary Film Fest is beyond good and bad. And it felt to me when I watched the movie that uh, you had taken this stance as the director to be beyond the good and the bad. But I can't help but wonder when you were together with these people, is it even possible not to cross this line of neutrality? I mean... Did you ever want to try to talk them out of, of their suicide missions? Well, of course, because uh, these are people who are, uh, they are on the list to blow themselves up. And I'm staying with them, I'm sleeping in the same room, I'm eating the same food as they are. I get to know them. Uh, so, you know, I, I tried a little bit, you know, not very strongly, but I tried a little bit to, to say that maybe this was not a good idea. I mean, one of them, he had, he had not seen his uh, daughter. He left uh, for Syria before she was born. 
So I suggested because he had failed a couple of times in his mission that maybe he should, uh, you know, wait until he's met his daughter. Um, another one, he he get to know that his wife maybe is um, pregnant. I, I again, I, you know, I said maybe you should try to get a family first. Obviously, when you live together with these people, you talk to them, you get to know them personally, you can't um, remain completely neutral. But um, what do you have in mind when you actually make the film afterwards to not give your own opinion to the audience? Well, I think, you know, I, I believe very much in, um, let's say, objectivity. Uh, and I believe very much in uh, observing documentaries. So my whole concept is that I should not... I, I mean, my footprints in the film should be as light as possible. I should not have a voiceover. Uh, I should just let the people in the film um, speak. So, you know, it's... You know, I, I didn't have any problem with that. And when you talk about, you know, these people, they want to to drive a truck uh, against uh, the enemy, against the uh, Syrian uh, uh, regime and uh, push the button and kill themselves and uh, and uh, a lot of soldiers, you know, uh, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, that's war and they are, the people in the film, they are adults, they take their own decision and, uh, you know, their decision would would be to maybe do this kind of operation. In a way, when you are in a war zone, you know, you get into a kind of war mode. I mean, uh, I live the same danger that they are living, you know. When when they get bombed, I get bombed, you know. So it's, uh, you get a kind of, uh, yeah, so as you said, maybe a little bit cold. I mean, um, uh, but that's, you know, that's uh, part of working with this. Uh, you cannot You cannot be too emotional working with uh, these kind of subjects. You said that you wanted to, to show the human side of these um, insurgents, yeah. and I suddenly expected, before seeing the movie, more of emotionless, I don't know, brainwashed straightforwardness and less of singing and laughing and enjoying food and the birth of children mm -hmm. and becoming a father. What were the things that surprised you most about these people? Uh, it's probably the same thing that surprised you, uh, because I, I well, actually the first time I was with Nusra, when I got the permission, I, I asked for different people to meet. Can I meet a kind of one of these guys? Can I meet one of these? And I said, can I, can I meet someone who's on the martyrdom list? And I thought I'd gonna meet a young guy. He was a little bit kind of brainwashed. And then I, I met a Saudi man, and he, you know, he showed me around his truck, and he, we, I spent a few days with him, and he was just totally opposite of the stereotype I expected. Um, actually, I was not planning to do a film about him because I was just uh, first trip. I was just there for a couple of weeks, and he was supposed to do the operation just after I left. So I thought, you know, he would be gone when I came the next time but uh, he failed in his operation so I just continued filming him um, this this British uh, man who was also on the list uh, and you know they are so different 
characters and they are have different motivation different stories so you know i thought it was it was very interesting to see you know to follow them both and some other two other guys on the list um uh, you know they were individuals all four of them were individuals um uh, like you and i am an individual i mean they're, they're just the same you know with the difference that they are on on the list to kill themselves for for a greater cause uh, as they think did you understand their motivations because i got the feeling that they were very vague and very different these motivations of these people yeah the the motivation is a little bit complex i mean first of all they want to fight the regime they want to do their part i mean they want to sacrifice themselves in this struggle against uh, the Assad regime uh, secondly you know people want to get into paradise um, then uh, that's the religious aspect uh, and one thing that surprised me was that um, um some of the people coming from saudi arabia they are more or less motivated by uh, bringing their family to paradise because in Islam if you get to highest level of paradise you can bring 72 members of your extended family to the same place so some uh, are doing this for their parents to to reach paradise and that surprised me a lot you know sometimes people ask are they forced to do it of course not i mean you can see in the film that they if they had doubts you know they they would just they would just take the they would just uh, decided that they will not uh, do it and uh, you know the leadership will be happy with that because they have so many people who want to do this operation and very few operations being uh, being done uh, actually they also have uh, you know during the operation you have a chance of backing out Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, because they have an, the the second one on the list is waiting there in case the one sitting in behind the wheel in the truck decide I cannot do it then it's, uh, the 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 local commander would just say okay get out and the other one will get step in uh, at the panel following your screening uh pastor Yurtsali said something that really stuck in my mind about mm. fear mm. that um complexity actually reduces fear and simplicity doesn't and there were many people in the audience that raised their hands to agree mm. what do you think about this no i think it's important that we see our enemy for what they are i mean these are not necessarily fanatics they are not animals uh, i mean if we think that they are just barbarians of course we are afraid of them but this is this is a common thing i mean it's always been in the history of mankind that we would portray our enemy as demons as barbarians as animals uh, and it, it makes it easier for us to hate them it makes it easier for the population to fear them meaning that the the, the government uh, will have a easier argument when they want to go to war against uh, these people but the thing is that situation is not black and white i mean we are not good fighting evil necessarily i mean the situation is in a war is gray i mean we our troops are doing crimes enemies are doing crimes i mean we just have to try to get as much facts as possible i think What amazes me is that you were actually kidnapped by the Taliban in 2009 and yeah. uh, yet you keep returning what's more you've even converted to Islam as I understand yeah. um what what makes you do that 
Well, I, I was kidnapped by one stupid small-scale commander in Taliban who wanted to get money because he wanted to have a second wife. You know, so this was just, you know, it was kind of accidents uh, which happens in my my line of work. So that's, you know, that's no big deal. Um, and, you know, I shouldn't be putting my kind of experience into my work. I mean, I should try to be professional. And if someone, you know, some stupid guy do a crime against me, it doesn't mean I should kind of stay away from my work. It shouldn't mean I should condemn Taliban in the future, you know, or Islam in the future. Why do you keep um, practicing um, as a Muslim now? Because I was uh, intending to to become a Muslim, and I, I expressed that also to to the Taliban before my kidnapping. Uh, so you can say, I mean, that my uh, conversion to Islam during my capture was bad timing or good timing. But anyway, I'm a Muslim, and I made a promise to God, and I, I keep it. I mean, I, because I travel, I see that. Uh, Islamic state that is not the same as Islam you know that uh, Islam like any other religion has its idiots you know and it but the majority are very good people you know so that's that's why uh, that's kind of my observation maybe someone just reading a tabloid newspaper um, here in Latvia he would think that all Muslims uh, are stoning uh, women are uh, blowing themselves up in airport and etc etc but that is you know that's not the not even you know a percentage of the truth I mean that's just uh, nonsense and the same thing I find sometimes uh, in let's say in Muslim countries that they say oh all Western women, women are decadent. You know, uh, they are like prostitutes and things like that. I mean, it's just a uh, us and, and they mentality, which we have to try to fight with information and credible information. To end this conversation, thinking about thirty uh, plus years in documentary, I couldn't help but uh, think about uh, the Brazilian photographer uh, Sebastião Salgado, mm. that uh, portrayed a humanitarian crisis uh, in uh, many parts of the world for for 40 years and more mm. and women vendors just made a film about him called salt of the earth mm. what i remember most about this film and, and his story was that at one point he just dropped the whole thing and uh, returned home to brazil to plant rainforest because he just couldn't take it anymore because he saw that nothing really changed from what he did. Have you ever had this feeling of, of hopelessness and wanting to just uh, finish a whole thing? Well, I, I don't have any, uh, you know, I don't have any vision that the thing I make will totally change the world. It's just a, a drop in the ocean, I think. And uh, everything any journalist do is just a drop in the ocean. I mean, it's, uh, maybe the last film uh, that I've done uh, would have some impact, but it's it's very limited. I mean, you just have to realize that. What are you working on now? Uh, I'm working on a book, and um, I have to renovate my kitchen. And I just uh, eleven months ago I became a grandfather, so I have a little uh, little boy. I have have to you know try to take care of a little bit. So yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. 
So no next hotspot in mind yet? Yeah, I will come. I mean, after a year in Norway, I will probably get restless and I would want to go to Syria or something like that. Have you ever thought of, of making a story about the human face of ISIS or something like that? Yeah, well, the, 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 the thing with Islamic State is that you cannot trust them. Uh, even if they would say, you can come, we guarantee you your safety, I wouldn't trust them because they have a history of inviting people, arresting them, killing them. Uh, and if I stay there, I wouldn't get a, I wouldn't get the freedom that I got with Al Qaeda. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to, to pick my story or film freely. They would uh, control, you know, every aspect. Uh, and thirdly, you know, there is a moral issue, uh, especially when it comes to. Uh, let's say these kind of operations the, 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 the bombings because the Islamic State they are attacking civilians uh, and I would never be filming you know willingly filming an operation where I know that the targets would be civilians so you know I have, would have a very strong moral issue I mean it would be a great story probably for a journalist but not for me you know I can pick my story so uh, the short answer is no mm, I wouldn't go with the Islamic State Thank you so much for the conversation. Thank you.